Hey, podcast people, hope you're doing very, very well. We're going to skip the usual introduction today because I don't have a lot of time right now. I start teaching in about 10 minutes, and so I just don't have the, 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 the amount of time I typically would have to record this podcast. I had a couple thoughts today that I really want to share. First and foremost, I realized that one thing I do, or I try to do anyway, I do my best with my language classes and my group conversation events, is I try to make language learning a fun or enjoyable experience. That tends to be my default gear anyway, is to try and do whatever I can for it to be as enjoyable as possible. Almost to the point where having fun is the primary goal and language learning is the secondary goal. Almost to that point. And the reason I do that is because I wanna quote unquote trick you into learning the language. I want you to come to me and spend time with me, whether it's in class, whether it's at a pub night, whether it's at a conversation event, whether it's through my content even sometimes, right? I want you to come to me because you're having fun, because I'm entertaining you, because you think it's interesting, because I have got your attention. Having your attention and keeping you interested is the number one goal that I try absolutely, I try my best all the time to to achieve. And secondarily, I try to lace in some of the language learning elements so that you are also learning. I think this is something that language teachers have to think about for their classes, and also something that language learners have to think about when they're thinking about how to approach the language or languages that they're trying to learn. If the language is not enjoyable for you, if if you're not having a good time, if it's not interesting, if it's not fun, if it's not captivating you, if it's not interesting for lack of a better word you're you're just going to you're not going to stick with the language for the long term and it's going to be something that's not a pleasurable experience and overall it's going to be you're probably going to end up quitting or at a minimum it's going to slow down your learning so this is something i really want to stress another little side tangent to this please note that when your primary focus is on fun or something being pleasurable or something being enjoyable or at a minimum interesting When you do that, please note that sometimes you're going to have classes where you cover, at least for me, you're going to have experiences where you cover less content than other people who would have been in your shoes. So I'll give you an example from my life. There are classes that I run sometimes. And when I think back on the particular particular lesson, I realize that I didn't actually cover as much content as I could have because I was, I was focused so much on having fun. I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. I don't. I don't think, you know, I don't think you necessarily need to squeeze every lesson and maximize every lesson to cover as much content as you possibly can. I don't think that's always necessary because if you're doing that and that's the primary goal, odds are that you're probably letting a little bit go on the fun and enjoyment side, most likely. So it's almost like you have to find a healthy balance between teaching content, or rather even even from a learning perspective, learning new things, learning new grammar, memorizing new stuff, practicing this, doing this drill, blah, 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 stuff that maybe is not enjoyable. You almost have to balance that with the fun side of things. You almost don't want to have too much of either. 
it can't just be 100% fun in games because there are times in language learning where you have to put your nose down and your head down and do things that maybe are not enjoyable and not fun and that are a little bit more challenging for the brain or whatever the case is. But it can't always be like that either. You have to find a happy, a happy medium. Another thing, which is a big one I want to share before my class, my, my, my next class starts here, um, is money. Money's a big one. I posted a poll on my Facebook page the other, the other day that blew my mind. I couldn't believe it. I posted a poll asking, do you spend less than $500 a year on learning languages or do you spend $500 or more per year? So 500 bucks is basically a little bit less than 50 bucks a month. So that's kind of where I got that number from. There was me and one other person, if, I'm, if I remember correctly, who spends $500 or more every single year on language learning. Everybody else was like $500 or less. And what I want to stress the importance of here is you need to understand that spending money on language learning, even if it's just a little bit, goes a long way. There's a, there's a, I think there's a staggering number of people. There's a very high number of people who are reluctant to spend money and who try to spend as close to $0 on language learning as possible and do as much of it as they can for free. Not everybody, not everyone's like that, but there are people like that. Or there's people who are like really, really stingy, quote unquote, on how much money they spend on language learning. You need to understand that you can accelerate your progress tremendously by spending some money on your language learning. Whatever challenge you're having, if you're spending, if you're, if you're struggling with a pronunciation point, a grammar point, if you can't understand how to use, how to differentiate two words, if whatever kind of challenge you're having, money can accelerate the process of you solving that problem. So I actually encourage you to spend some money on your languages. Doesn't have to be thousands of dollars. Heck, it doesn't even really need to be hundreds. But even if you spend 100 bucks, 200 bucks, 300, like whatever the number is, do not shy away from spending money. There's a lot of you listening here who will spend $100 at the bar, at the pub. You'll spend $100 like on some tickets for a show. You'll spend 60 you'll you'll spend $70 on who knows, a big fa a family dinner with your two kids and your wife or your husband. Like you are spending the money. And so I, I just want to encourage you to actually do that for your languages. You will notice a difference, as, as especially if you do it thoughtfully and try to be as strategic as you can with the money that you spend. So that's definitely a, a big thing that, that, was, that's, that has been on my mind on my mind today. The final thing I want to say, and then we'll wrap this podcast up. I've heard a lot of people say, oh my goodness, native speakers speak so fast. I can never understand. I want to make a couple comments on this statement. Number one, yes, sometimes or often native speakers will seemingly speak very quickly and you're going to struggle to understand. This is actually very, very normal. Happens to all of us really when it comes to language learners. But I want you to realize that often, very often, speed is not the problem. It's not that they're speaking quickly. Often the challenge is that you don't know a lot of the words and grammar points that they're using. Like that's, that's actually the biggest thing. So when they say a specific word, when I say blah, blah, blah word in English, French, Spanish, Mandarin, whatever, when I say blah, blah, blah word, and I say it right, 
your brain doesn't register what the heck I just said. And it just kind of sounds like a big blah, 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 blah. That's what it sounds like. And your brain can't capture the meaning out of that word because it doesn't know it or doesn't know that grammar point. So often, it's not that they're speaking quickly. It's that you just need to continue building your foundations. You have to keep being patient, keep learning new words, keep learning new grammar, keep practicing, keep doing speaking practice, keep talking to people, keep doing listening practice, keep learning, keep taking classes, just keep chipping away, keep going. You've got to build your foundations a little more before you're actually able to understand what people are saying. So often that's actually what the problem is and has very little to do with how quickly or not quickly someone is speaking. Similarly, sometimes that you do know the words they're saying, but you've not actually made a connection. You have not done enough listening practice and conversation practice to make a direct link in your brain between those words and your brain connecting meaning to those words. For example, maybe you've done so much reading practice or writing practice, but you haven't done a lot of listening practice, so you're not used to hearing those words being used in real-life contexts, and your brain doesn't fully register the meaning of what was said. So this is also something that could be the issue. Anyway, I start teaching like basically now in like a minute. So thanks for listening. I appreciate your attention over the past nine minutes. We'll talk next time. Bye for now. See you.